I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Yes or no, did you ever take banned substances to enhance your cycling performance? Yes. I had no prior knowledge of the planned assault on Nancy Kerrigan. I am deeply sorry for my irresponsible and selfish behavior I engaged in. All right, everyone, here we go. It's Oops! The Podcast. I'm Francis. He's Julia, my co-host. Hey, G. How you doing? I'm swell. Love it. Doing well. Things are good. Um, Dude, I don't know if you noticed, but not only last episode, but this episode as well, I am wearing my girlfriend's clothes. Why? It is the reverse of what we have talked about. What is the right shirt to give her? The question has become, what is the right shirt to give him? Huh. This is her shirt. The last one I wore was also her shirt. Shirt looks a little bit like a towel. I've been, yeah, it's very, it's very comfortable. Um, I've been staying at her house. Like I was on the road and like this weekend and bouncing around, whatever. And I just like haven't gone home yet. And I'm just wearing her clothes and I'm really enjoying it. Wow. Wow. Why? What made you decide to do that? So I was like, oh, fuck. I got to get home. I got to go home. I got to get clothes for the podcast. And she's like, just wear like my shit. Okay. It's unisex. And I was like, okay. Yeah. So yeah. Here we are. So I, I don't know. Do we think the like, like this is what she wears now. She wears these like sweatsuit things. So I think that maybe she, it made me feel bad about the idea that I gave shitty clothes to people. But also it's different because she's my girlfriend. Like in theory, I would give my girlfriend stuff because I know I'll get it back. Right. It's different than just like a one night stand or whatever. Right. Well, you look good, pal. Thanks, dude. You're wearing very muted tones. Yes, I am. Brown hat, an eggplanty sort of towel shirt, <laughs> and then what looked like olive green pants. Correct. But any one of those colors could be different from what I just described it. Like think... those could be dark gray. This could be right, 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 right. Brown. Right. You know, I, I, um, do you ever think about that? How how your concept of color could be very different from mine. So yes. like, all right, here's what I mean. It's kind of like Yanni or whatever that remember. Uh, that yeah. Thing? Yeah. Yeah. No, no. Where it was like, yeah. What do, what do you hear? Yanni or no, something but else? here's, here's what I mean. Right. We don't know for sure that your blue is the same as my blue. Right. Right. right we right. may have just settled on, you know, th- someone saying, well, that's blue. Right. And then that color, whatever you see it as, right. you know it to be blue, but we could be seeing that different as shades. totally different colors or that like shades. That is fucking nuts to think about. Yeah. Dude. So this weekend I was in like a TikTok wormhole. Good. And I was listening. There's this guy who who like holds his headphones and he goes, things you didn't know about iOS 14, part 50. And he shows you these like funny things you can do with your oh, phone gosh. or like cool things you can do with your phone. Do you guys want to see the thing that I learned? Yeah, sure. Okay. I hope this works. By the way, for the record, I choose not to know what my phone is capable of. <laughs> because if I knew how much stuff my phone could do, I would feel bad for how little I'm using it, right. how much of its capability I'm missing out. But on. that's good. That's another like life hack of you not being so reliant on your phone. I mean, that's a nice way to phrase it, but I am choosing <laughs> to bury my head in the sand and utilize this very powerful piece of technology to the least of its ability. <laughs> okay, well, you're... When, which makes me think I shouldn't be paying as much as I am for a phone. When you see what I'm about to do, you're going to feel good about 
Okay. Your decision. Okay, good. Okay, so I am plugging my phone into the charger right now. Oh, yeah, baby. It feels so good inside of me. (laughs) (laughs) All right. That's what I learned. How do we do that, Julio? (laughs) I mean, I don't necessarily think this is a thing I need to explain, but there is... There is a way to do. <laughs> there is a way to do that. Cool. So in case you end up on TikTok, you'll f- and stumble upon that. So you can get your phone to tell you sexual. Uh, you know, thank you for for putting for charging me. Thank you for penetrating me. Or just say anything when it's when you start charging it. Y- you get to. De- I mean, yes, you, you can, can choose. You can any. Yeah, you can like set spoken prompts for things. So okay. I all enjoyed right. that. My so my girlfriend and her roommates all hate me now because they <laughs> <laughs> they're like she's like you're two years old. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, yeah. come on, yeah. it's pretty good, uh, dude. Uh, so my dad is up to his old tricks, dude. Oh yeah, yeah. This is like maybe takes the cake of a like my dad returning things situation. I saw a picture you posted of him doing some kind of TV thing. Is that what you're talking <laughs> he about? He was cast in a student film. Okay. I don't know if that counts, but like he teaches at Wesleyan and it's definitely like known for being an incubator for kind of creative people and filmmakers. And yeah. who knows? I was like, dad, watch this girl will become a big fucking star and then she'll cast you in a bunch of shit. Nice. So, all right. But my dad uh, bought a sandwich from Subway. Okay. And <laughs> he asked, so he, and he was intending on eating this sandwich for dinner. So he bought a sandwich and he asked for Chipotle mayo. And instead of giving him chipotle mayo, they gave him chipotle sauce and regular mayonnaise. Mm. He opened the sandwich around dinner time and realized they had made a mistake. And he drove back to Subway and returned the sandwich seven hours later. I'm like, oh you can't I'm like, you can't even do that. And he was pissed. He's like, they were giving me a hard time. I was like, they should be giving you a hard time. You shouldn't be allowed to do that, dude. It's Subway. That sandwich was $8. Subway sucks anyway. Like, it's so bad. I don't know what you expect is going to happen there, but I can't believe that he they let him do that. Like, Why does he think he can just walk around fucking living life as he pleases and break all the fucking rules? Okay, not only that, but what type of person <laughs> buys Subway and then hangs on to it for seven hours? Dude, I know. Those sandwiches have a shelf life of precisely five minutes. <laughs> If you don't eat it the second they hand it over to you, it's no longer edible. I know. Dude, I'm glad we're talking about this because I think Subway fucking sucks. It's disgusting. Like, they take a piece of meat that is that couldn't be thinner. This pe- meat is paper thin, and they fold it in half to fool you into thinking... Like, that sandwich, you could have a full turkey sandwich, and I would still classify it as vegetarian. Ugh. With how little meat they put Dude, on the, it. Dude, not only that, but once I heard that there were more Subways... In the world than McDonald's. Yeah, it's true. That's when I I realized these people, there is no quality control whatsoever. Totally. And once upon a time, seeing a subway was, you oh, oh, look, there's a subway. Let's go. You know, it was yeah. a, a relief. Um, like a, a, an, a city on a hill alongside <laughs> the, the Jared campaign. Eat fresh, you know, healthy oh, yeah. somehow, whatever. And then sure enough, their whole thing caught fire and went down the tubes. Not only 
uh, you know, the, the Subway sandwiches taste like shit, but Jared himself was found out to be this rampant pedophile. Jared is an arch criminal. Dude, he is a... like a, <laughs> He's a horrible no person. no exaggeration there. He had troves of child pornography and was, you know, a horrific dude. So And was manipulating children that he would find alone on the playground. Yeah. There's, like, there's audio recordings of him talking about it. So, um, <laughs> Subway sucks. Subway I, sucks. I don't know if I, it would, I, I don't see a scenario where I would ever stop to go to subway if, because wherever there's a subway, there's probably a Wendy's or a Sabaro right. or something else nearby. And I don't like those places either, but I'm choosing them All 10 times out of 10 day, instead dude. of, you know, fucking what, what could only be described as like seagull bait. Dude, I, <laughs> Dude, it's so bad. Wondering if there are seagulls nearby, throw a Subway sandwich on the ground. Dude, and the thing too is like in the franchised ones where like one guy owns it, like they're so cheap, dude. Like you're going to eat fucking stale bread. Yeah. Like the Subway in Union Station in New Haven is the worst Subway easily yeah, in the fucking place. I mean, you shouldn't stale really be going to, to, to train station subways anyway. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Yeah, I think getting food at a train station is always a mess. It's not necessarily ideal, yeah. but... Did you guys see out. what happened in Ireland with Subway? No. What happened? Ireland, uh, in Ireland, they went to court and the judges ruled that Subway's bread could not be considered bread because there's too much sugar, sugar in, in it. it. I did see that. And that wow. was considered confectionery. Dude, wow. fuck, yeah, that's good. Yeah, you're just eating cake sandwiches. Good for, good for Ireland. Good for Ireland, man. You know, those people really seem to have it figured out. Dude, so that is true, though, what you said. Like, <laughs> apparently they do have it figured out. But what you said is true about the subway having the most, uh, there's more subways than McDonald's. Yeah. And I think India uh, contributes to that. India, I know London. I remember going to London when I was younger and, and they were everywhere. And subway, I thinking, man. Like, what? Why? It shouldn't be Subway Eat Fresh. It should be Subway Eat Cake. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently. Subway, you know, when you absolutely have no other option. <laughs> Do you want to guess how many Subways there are around the world? Oh, wow. Sure. Guess. Uh, 200,000. That was sort of close to what I was going to no, guess. Not, not even close? No. Way, yeah, but way now, less. Chris, you've reacted, so I now have you an now unfair have advantage. So I would say like 800,000? Less. No, it's less. 70,000? 42,998. That's still a fuck ton. Man, it's like make... that time where I was like, dude, guess how much I paid for this? And you're like, I don't know, five bucks. And I was like, come <laughs> on, man. Now Chris's nice factoid just doesn't stand up to my $800,000, 800,000 franchise guess. <laughs> That's great. There's a fuck ton of Subway, dude. 43,000 Subways and 37,000 McDonald's. So they got to yeah. beat by a little bit, 5,000, whatever. They got to be yeah. by a good amount, dude. That's well, like a serious thing. Interesting. So, all right. Fuck Subway. <laughs> you know, until they come at, try to do ads with us and they'll totally change yeah. our tune. Absolutely. Um, you know what I'm eating, Francis? <laughs> buddy, I got, I, I stumbled across a pretty interesting call her daddy uh, submission to the Reddit. Love it. Let's hear and it. I just can't get enough of these, these poor girls asking for advice on, on their boyfriends because... These guys that they're dating are, I mean, it's just, they're such pieces of shit. <laughs> and they're that, like, yeah. am I even wrong to be mad? Like, do I, it's like, yeah, bitch, you fucking do. This guy sucks. So here's the one. 
uh, the, que- the, the, the submission is, am I overreacting to my boyfriend talking like this about another girl? <laughs> she starts by saying this. To preface, I understand guy talk and don't think it's necessarily a bad thing for guys to talk about hot girls. But this goes deeper than that. Also, I work in HR and see people get fired for offenses far more innocent than this. <laughs> oh, it's a boy. very, yeah. very important thing that she works in hr okay my boyfriend is 30 and a mid-level manager he and i live together and have been dating for almost a year wow they moved fast (laughs) i got suspicious about one of his co-workers who is 21 and got on his phone and searched her name here we go again they work at different locations from each other but they worked together for a long time i didn't find any messages to her didn't even look like they had each other's phone numbers, but I found messages between him and another manager talking about this girl. My boyfriend was calling her the sexiest person he's ever met in person and a goddess, which is his main nickname for me. It hurt to see him call another girl this. Ouch. He was also talking to his co-worker about what he would do to fuck her. His co-worker texted him and said that she was driving behind him and my boyfriend said, pics or it didn't happen. And his coworker sent him several pictures and videos of this girl driving behind him, which prompted my boyfriend to continue talking about how hot he finds this girl. I get guy talk, but this crossed the line. I got pissed at my boyfriend for this, and he just got mad at me for looking through his phone. Mm. So my rage is stemming from two areas. The obvious disrespect for our relationship and the fact that he is indirectly sexually harassing this girl with another manager. If someone saw these messages, he and his coworker could be fired. I talk to my boyfriend about this kind of stuff all the time, and I've had to fire people for things like this. It hurts that he would potentially risk his career for some guy talk. I haven't felt the same about him since. Am I overreacting? Do I even have the right to be upset? Mm. Julio, your thoughts? I mean, dude, like these are fair. This is the problem with like the searching through the phone. A lot of the time you search through the phone and you have a reason to be searching through the phone. You know what I mean? So that's an important thing to clarify when looking at these kind of situations. I mean, the boyfriend clearly is like kind of a fucking tool bag. Like they're nine months in, cut your losses is what I would say to that. What hundred percent, yeah, yeah, and and I know we're oversimplifying, but I, let's let's open this up a little. We've talked about Schrodinger's cat here before on the podcast, haven't we? I don't know. Long time ago. Remember. All right, a quick refresher. Schrodinger's cat is the thought experiment of, uh, about quantum phys- physics, where basically the idea is that there's a cat in a box. The box is sealed; you can't see anything inside it. When the cat went in, it was alive. There's a trigger in the box that will uh, release a poisonous gas that will kill the cat. We don't know if the trigger has been released, right? right? So we have no idea whether or not the cat is dead or alive in the box. It's only when we open the box that we discover if the cat is dead or alive. The idea being that by observing the dead cat, we have theoretically brought into the world the reality that the cat has died correct and i don't know if this is an illegal extension but the way i like to consider it is that we somehow have killed the cat 
by yeah. by being the ones who said that cat's dead. Got it. Got it. Because up until that point, if, if we had just left the box closed, we would never have known. Right. Up till that point, the cat is both dead and alive. There are two alternate realities that exist at the same time. Uh, and it, there's lots of you know spinoffs to this theory. There's like the multi-universe theory, which is that like the cat is both dead and alive. And then one universe, you open the box, the cat is alive, and that you know sp- spins off into all these different realities. And another that there the cat is dead, and that these two realities can diverge, and that there are you know infinite universes where all these different things are happening. Um, my theory about the reason I bring this up in terms of phones is that my theory is that when we go looking for bad shit on our partner's phones, we are effectively killing the cat. Right. Correct. You're going, you know, bad information does not exist on there until it does. Name someone you know who went through their boyfriend or girlfriend's phone and was like, oh, I was so relieved not to find anything. Right. Right. And I think this is an important thing to remember, man. Like, by look like if something's wrong with your relationship, looking through the phone is not going to solve that problem. No, you can solve the problem without looking through the phone. If you're feeling something, if they're feeling distant, like there doesn't need to be the dead cat. Correct. To address the issues with the relationship. You don't need to show up with a dead cat corpse by the scruff of its neck and see, see, I knew you were sending dick pics to that chick. Dude, 100%. You don't need to be like, yeah, you can be like, there's something. Where's the cat? It can be the question. Like, And if the cat represents the love you have with your significant other. Correct. Where is the cat? Where's the cat? (laughs) Why is he in a box? Why did you put a cat in a box? (laughs) Bingo. So, dude, I love this. So, okay. Back to the the call her daddy submission. So So these are on the Reddit forum? They're on their Reddit. So these people are are not even asking the girl who hosts it. They're they're asking other listeners... Yeah, yeah, it's it's a very very active forum, and they uh, and they they all help each other, which is really heartwarming. It's very sweet. <laughs> it, very it, sweet. it is. It is very heartwarming, and not only that, I would go so far as to say that, you know, a lot of these women, I've, I've been reading a lot of their submissions, and it's a supportive and kind of thoughtful community of people fucking helping each other. And, you know, I would say whatever, 80, 90% of the posts in there are about the podcast and it's all conjecture and, and like, I believe in this person, I believe in this person and, you know, call her daddy had their split and it like people have chosen their sides and whatever. I, I leave all that to the side and I just look for these help me with my relationship or like help me with my sex technique and they're, they're people respond earnestly. It's nice. This woman... The fact that she is <laughs> considering the implications for her boyfriend's career ahead of the sting of his betrayal to their relationship <laughs> speaks to her professionalism as an HR person. <laughs> if nothing else, young lady, you have a glowing career ahead of you. <laughs> I admire you so much and any firm will be lucky to have you as long as you dump this fucking loser. What a loser. <laughs> right. Who talks like that? I would do anything to fuck her. She's, you know, my goddess. Like, okay, get the fuck out of here, dude. Um, that's not guy talk. That's just someone who... 
you know, is going to cheat on you the second he gets the <laughs> nod from that 21-year-old coworker. Who could, sounds like she has no interest, potentially. Yeah. So, like, that makes it even worse. Yeah. But, dude, also, so the only thing I can help but think about that also, like, I totally agree with your point. But also, like, that's the classic thing you do when, like, you're pissed and jealous. You try to act like you're actually concerned about other things, but in reality, you just are so pissed off that your boyfriend wants someone else more you than think? you. You think... Yeah, I think maybe. All right. The way she phrased it, which was, it hurts me that he would risk his career for some guy talk. <laughs> I mean. Yeah, that's pretty. I guess that sounds pretty it's so good. It's so down the, the handbook of an HR you know manager. It's uh, <laughs> She can't step out of her role. She wants to like. Give him a slap on the wrist and remind him of, of you know, work avoiding protocol. contributing to the toxic workplace. Because <laughs> I just think about times where, like, a girlfriend of mine acted in a way that made me jealous. And I just tried to make it like that. I tried to be like, look, I didn't think you were like that. Like, you know, that was like, this isn't the, the image you want to portray to others. Right. But in reality, I was just all being a fucking little bitch. Let me ask you something. <laughs> I don't understand how uh i don't really understand how people in there who are our age can can be in a serious relationship and and cheat and you don't you don't understand how? meaning uh, let's let's extend it like cheat you know rampantly consistently and then you go even farther and you've got people that have secret second families yeah 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 yeah. the texting alone required to maintain that level of duplicity to uh to, to stay current in in what multiple lives yeah i can barely keep up with my one trusting relationship right when my one straightforward relationship, I'm barely able to like be to meet the needs. Right. I do, but I'm just like, you know, you have to be responsive. You have to be aware. You have to consider that other person to, to, to be a good, good boyfriend. Right. And the fact that these men that you hear about are able to maintain multiple families with multiple children. I know. On both sides where, you know. To get that far down the road means, well, the easy answer is like, well, they're not doing a good job. They're not good fathers or or boyfriends. But it's like if you get from being a boyfriend to someone to having multiple children with them, right. clearly you've done a good enough job. Right, exactly. It does, it's not about being a good boyfriend. It's about being an effective boyfriend, about making people think you're being a good boyfriend. Yeah. Managing expectations of multiple families at once. It's right. crazy. So, so setting aside the crippling guilt and shame of, of, of a lie that deep. Setting that aside, which I could never overcome and I would wear on my face and give myself away instantly. The remembering all the birthdays, buying presents for all the kids, flying back and forth, somehow maintaining a job of, you know, you know, having a having a shared checking account, sharing finances where somehow your wife isn't discovering all these credit card charges or or whatever it is like going to you know your husband goes and flies to kansas for business twice a month for a week and you know you see him and he's like somehow 
you're, wouldn't it bother you to find out that he's buying all these groceries? <laughs> you know, I, I, I don't get it. I don't understand how that happens. And you hear about it, not often, but you do hear about it. And I, either these men are the, the world's greatest multitaskers <laughs> ever, right. or, or they're with people who are just the blindest most trusting naive people alive right and i don't mean to victim blame but right you know dude totally and i think that that's an interesting point like what like how and i guess maybe if you ask one of those people who's doing that why they did that they were like i wish i could combine these two women into one woman they satisfy me in a unique way you think i like no but like maybe like i don't i can't imagine why else you would do it you like to your point what the fuck is that like that sounds like so much work, so much headache. You're constantly covering your tracks. You're constantly worrying. I knew a guy who did, who d- does this. I don't know if he's still doing it. He had two girlfriends. And I know it's much crazier when there's family involved, all that stuff. But here's a guy living in the same city with two girls. He's dating both of them. He changes the pictures in the apartment. Oh, my God. Dude. And he was telling me this like as if I was going to be like, well, it's sick. And I literally said to him, I was like, dude, we're like... Is this, you're sick you think this is cool you're like, this a sounds, sick person this sounds stressful as fuck it's not fun that doesn't sound fun it's selfish whatsoever. it's fucked up i can't it must be so stressful also like is the juice worth the squeeze just be single like especially when there's no kids involved like there's no collateral damage like you can break up with somebody it's okay yeah. it's not well, the end of the world i wouldn't even say be single i would say whittle it down to <laughs> one and just be miserable like the rest of us that's very funny. you know what i mean like what are you how much are you gaining in happiness by by having the two 100% guys if you're thinking about starting a podcast fill in the blanks here if i were in a concert right now and i said if you're thinking about starting a podcast I'd then turn the microphone to all of you sitting in the stadium and you would all yell, Anchor, Anchor. And then you'd say, go to anchor.fm to download the software where you could host your very own podcast, see all the best analytics. You could see it in a way that was really user-friendly and nice and not too technical and industry jargony. It's a way that any person can look at it and be like, ooh, that's pretty. And also it's our podcast. And there's no minimum listenership required to advertise and monetize. So you can immediately have ads when you hit the ground running it's really exciting, really spectacular. If you want to start your very own podcast, Anchor.fm, download it now. I when I was single, um, I there were you know there were a few periods where I was like very single and you know would be kind of seeing multiple people at the same time, not not seriously, right. like whatever three three dates in with two people, and. I couldn't get past like the fourth date with two people. I couldn't, I couldn't keep it going. Either the girl would text me and be like, clearly, you know, you're not as committed as I, I would hope or as I deserve, uh, because I'm not being as responsive or something. And they, they just sense it. They know. Right. And this works both ways, by the way. I, I, you know, one of my girlfriend's best friends is single and she's like hanging out with multiple dudes and, uh, is somehow I think it maybe it's easier from a, a women's perspective because guys are just like oh are used to chasing so right, they're right. not gonna say like well she's you know giving me she's a little, acting a little distance right so. right the vibes a little different yeah totally. but 
Um, <laughs> I couldn't. I, third or fourth date, you know, they they. I don't know if they can just smell it on you, but they're like, clearly, I'm not the only one vying for his attention. Right. I deserve better. I'm out. And to that, you know, maybe that was like the 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 the, ca- the caliber of women I dated, but they just had too much self respect to be not getting quick responses and attention from me. Right. And I don't know how someone can hang out with, sleep with two people or more for like more than three weeks. Dude, totally. I don't get it. I know. And, I, and I'm wondering this, and this is a question that I have. Like how do you, it's really hard to navigate those scenarios, especially the older you get. Because like, I the only time I've ever was like seeing two people at the same time, it was so unbelievably stressful, stressful that I got out of that situation immediately. So like, what do you do? You know what I mean? If you don't want to be in a relationship and you're seeing somebody and you kind of like them and it's like really early, you know what I mean? Like for me, it was always the type of thing where we hang out and then very quickly I would decide whether or not I was going to move on. But that is also stressful in its own way mm-hmm. because you're courting this girl, you're talking to her all the time, you start hooking up, and suddenly you decide you're not it's it's not for you. Mm-hmm. What do you say? Like how do you how do you get out of that without them hating you? You'd be like, I thought I knew, but I was wrong. That's so fucked up. Um I think early on people get over the sting much more quickly. Right. You right. know, right. it's better. If right. anything, better they'll, they'll be like early. a little annoyed or a little, their ego will be bruised, but right. they haven't committed their heart to you. Right. They don't have much invested and they, you just get over it more quickly. Right. right. Cause at that point it wasn't that long ago that they had a blank slate right. and they, it's easy to get back to that place right. of right. like, all right, we're kind of starting over, but we weren't that far along anyway. Right. You it's didn't like, paint too much of the mural yet. It's like playing that game knockout in basketball, <laughs> right? Where like, you know, yeah. you make your first shot, you get to the second spot, you make, you miss it and you miss it again. You're like, ah, shoot, but you're not going that far back. Right. Whereas by the time you've gone around once and you're on your way back, you're not shooting your chance shot because you're like, I need to wait. I've come too far to start over. Right, 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 right. That makes sense. It was a really unnecessary analogy. No, no, I was was thinking through it because my version of knockout is a little different than yours. People got it on a literal level without the, I didn't need (laughs) to add the basketball (laughs) thing. But oh, I, it's yeah. what I do. I add unnecessary parallels. <laughs> well, dude, the other, the other, uh, the other element uh, that I find interesting about this is the type of person who does that. A lot of the time, is a person who doesn't care about anyone else. It's this like weird narcissistic quality, and it's like an unhealthy one, obviously. But like, I know people who sort of just do whatever they want in that capacity, mm-hmm. and they're not concerned about the other person. Like, they want to fulfill some need like they need to do that to show themselves something Mm. and if they don't do it they're unhappy yeah and that's dangerous it's a self-affirmation thing you know yeah yeah that is and then that's you know fuck those guys like i mean you can't you know women should should stay away from that guy that's that's a red flag you've been i've been hearing this term red flag a lot it's a good term is it yeah like what's what don't you like about it because i think i think there we have now said that there are too many red flags there are too many things that are being characterized as red flags (laughs) 
A red flag to me is like run, run he, away. He has herpes, right? like active yeah. herpes, or, or or like he's got a a a chest of guns that you didn't know about. And I'm talking like eight, you know, semi-automatic guns, where and you didn't right. know about this, and it just doesn't square with the person that he presented himself to be. He's like a vegan and a pacifist, and all of a sudden, in, in one day, you dig into his coat closet and find like seven rifles and you're like holy <laughs> bloody shit. hunting knives that's that's a red flag right yeah um but but finding out that a guy like doesn't get along with his dad come on is that really a red fucking flag let's work with these people <laughs> a lighter shade on the color spectrum perhaps yeah maybe a maybe that's flag. A, a mauve flag yeah. or a, a or a flesh flag <laughs> magenta flag yeah i, I think i think the, you know we have to understand that people are a little bit fallible and whatever happened to that like you know a, a quick paint job this place is a little bit of a fixer-upper <laughs> like let's turn that you know red flag into a fucking I don't know a pirate flag or something <laughs> fun and festive I don't, I don't know man I I think we uh, I, I also people ignore red flags so often so I I just you hear this term and you you know I think it's played out that's fair I think that when I was single so many women would have said like I was just covered in red flags just like a walking human covered in sticky notes that were red and do you agree with that if, well, uh I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that I I, I showed I'm you know I was a, I'm a narcissist I'm a comedian I I I, I right, all right, kinds right. of nonsense and it's like well if if people weren't able to like look past those things then what am I just left to to to, to fester in in solitude for the rest of my life <laughs> are we are we meant to just watch these people float on alone right right no you know you you hope you can help people you hope that you that their good qualities rise to the top and that they are able to to wean themselves off of their supposed red flags totally totally uh um dude so uh, this reminded me of another thing that i remember from high school a guy who was the father of one of my friends he's his wife caught him having a girlfriend but not only did he have a girlfriend the girlfriend was secretly living in the basement of their house while they lived there. What? Yeah. For like a long period of time. The girlfriend was living in the house and they didn't know. Dude, it almost sounds a little bit like that movie Parasite. Oh, right. Oh, wow. Yes, you're right. Yeah. Where there were that guy was the 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 husband of the, of the nanny was just or the maid was just like secretly living in the tunnels beneath yeah, the house. Yeah, you're right. It's very something very similar. It was really and the house wasn't that big, dude. It was crazy. It All was right. like so many questions <laughs> lots to unpack here how was she getting in and out of the house undetected so the house was like a ranch but in the back of the house there was like another floor below that was effectively the basement it was like so from the front of the house you can only see one level but if you go to the backyard the backyard's lower and there's another level below so i imagine there must have just been some like different entrance in the backyard or something and the and the wife never went down to the basement i don't know like, I guess maybe they had some system where if she was coming down, like you said, like Parasite, she could like hide or some shit. Dude, so why why did this guy think that uh, this was the only place that he could house his girlfriend? Right. I, I, I would ask a similar question. I don't know. 
I have no you idea need to do a little bit of homework on this because <laughs> we have too many unanswered questions. This is going to be a touchy thing to approach. Like, yeah. Hey, man, could you ask your dad? Uh, I know you've tried to forget this for your whole life, but... Remember that time you, you ran that underground railroad for your side piece? <laughs> How'd that work? What were the logistics of that? I know. No, that's true. There's, I, there's a lot of... I wonder how he pulled it off for as long as he did. I think it was happening for an extended period of time. Good God, dude. Pretty fucking nuts, dude. Well, listen, man. I hope that while she was down there living in the basement, she at least had some comfortable fucking pants to wear. Which brings me to my next... (laughs) Which brings us to our favorite topic on the second episode of the week. Bird dogs, Bird dogs, baby. (laughs) If you've reached this part of the episode, you know what we're about to do, which is to tell you to go buy some fucking bird dogs man <laughs> they're just a versatile pant they, they sure are they are the perfect pant for men who are juggling multiple partners at once uh <laughs> if you're stressed because you can't figure out how to protect the secrecy of your dual life uh there is no better pair of pants to wear to mitigate that stress than a nice comfy pair of bird dogs <laughs> you know yeah your whole body's sweating from the constant stress that you're under you might as well keep your private parts nice and cool that's right that's silk lining nothing you want less than your wife smelling your part your girlfriend's you know perfume on your boxers and fortunately that won't happen with bird dogs because they make <laughs> underwear obsolete they're equipped with a nice comfy liner in the pant, and that's all you got to worry about. Yep. Um, Less opportunity to get to get caught. Yeah. Never will your wife be like, "Why are the, Why are your underwear in the glove compartment?" Yeah. And listen, you know, <laughs> if the two should meet, God forbid, uh, and they start to fight with each other, the best way to separate them is with a pair of nunchucks. <laughs> Which you get when you buy your first pair of bird dogs using the promo code OOPS right now. Go to birddogs.com and get those nunchucks to quell any dispute. (laughs) That you only will have to use if absolutely necessary. Bird dogs, check them out. I wonder if we're going to get credit for that ad. Oh, awesome, dude. Good stuff. Um, we have a fu- we have a funny email, actually. Good. Excellent. Um, as well. Um, and you had mentioned, we had talked about, like, sex playlists before. Yeah, sure. And, like, Alexa, cue the playlist, like, which is pretty funny. And we got an email about this, which is pretty funny. So, here we go. I love the podcast and listen religiously. I had some thoughts about music during sex and what me and my boyfriend do if it can, if it can help anyone else. So, we have Alexa as well. And I agree it would be weird to ask her to play any playlist as things are heating up. But you can program routines. My boyfriend created one. So, when he says, Alexa, she's been a bad girl. She turns the bedroom light a dark red and plays basically our, quote, banging playlist. <laughs> Then we're done. He says, Alexa, she's been a good girl. And the light turns a nice lavender and plays some calming piano music so we can relax and cuddle. (laughs) (laughs) These sayings may sound weird, but it goes well with our dominant submissive play dynamic. It makes it easy and less awkward to set the mood and kind of gets me even more excited and turned on with anticipation. We only have one saying, but I imagine creating several sayings for your different sex styles, endurance, quickie, sensual, dirty, etc. will work. Thanks for sharing. That's fantastic. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that is really good. That really is good. Who knew, dude? Yeah, you know, um, (laughs) I like that we, you know, our our smart homes and our devices can now determine the the level of poundage that goes down. (laughs) 
set the tone. The level of poundage. We've talked about this before. I think we talked about it with Nikki Glaser, but that saying good girl to someone for sex, it's something that I can't say because I had my ex-girlfriend, I once said it to her and she said it made her feel like livestock. (laughs) Um, Good girl. Good girl. Yeah, good good girl. girl. Like a a horse that you're like secretly putting to sleep, uh, (laughs) but you want it to be happy on its way out. Um, <laughs> no, but, uh, I, I like that. I like that idea. Are you, do you, do you ever do any of the kind of, I don't want to say like bondage or whatever, dom, dominant, submissive stuff. You ever not, veer into that? It's not my go-to. I think that, you know, if ever, you know, I visit any of those kind of things in my tenure, my sexual tenure, it's pretty non-binding. I don't need to be doing it. No pun intended. I, you know, <laughs> I feel the... <laughs> I feel the vibe out, you know. <laughs> Too easy, yeah. Um, what about you? So you're saying that he, she would need to tip her hand it, in order for you to realize that this is something she was into. I'm never, I'm never gonna do anything fucking too insane. T- no tying I, up I, or anything. I flat out don't like it. Right. From either side. Right. Not that I've like experienced much of, of either side or any sort of extreme, but um, I, I don't know, dude. I, I don't like, I don't like rough sex. I don't like uh I don't like any kind of like, you know fucking handcuff. One one thing I um I did once was I I wore a, a blindfold and I did like that. But Because it, because when you took it off it was a guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got me. That was a good one. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Well, I guess we have to keep going now. <laughs> Don't you trust me? Yeah. No, I wore I wore a blindfold and I liked that um, because it felt as if I was uh, sort of like by by eliminating this is my theory, my eliminating my sense of sight, I heightened the other senses. Oh. And you okay. hear that about blind okay. people, right? Um, and there was truth to it. it. It certainly felt more acute uh to to do things and like you don't what was really cool was that she would go from like the you know performing oral sex on me to then all of a sudden having sex with me and the only thing the only way that I knew that that was happening was because the sensation was all of a sudden different and that all of a sudden you're like whoa whoa <laughs> We're in, baby. Hello. This is a different hole. You know, like, <laughs> how cool is this? Good move, you sneaky, you sneaky girl. Um, That's cool. That, that was fun. really cool. I, I, I did dig that. But then the, <laughs> the how long were you wearing the blindfold for? Just like the the, the duration of the event of the entire experience. Yeah, and and you, you have if to the woman, if you're gonna do this, I would say really take your time with it. Uh, you know, you, you apply the blindfold and then, um, you know, really, really just take your time because there's, there's, you, you know, there, that teasing element or the, the heightening sense of, uh, of, of longing, whatever it is, I don't, I don't know, makes things, just draws it out, you know, is good. But the other thing <laughs> is undo all the goodwill I've won over by this story. <laughs> If you're wearing a blindfold, you can kind of just imagine it's anybody All right, and just right. fantasize that it makes it a lot easier to be like, you know, right. fucking what, whoever your most crazy celebrity fantasy crush is, is, is up there instead of old faithful. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
or a past a past experience. Sure, sure, yeah. You look exactly. back on fondly, <laughs> yeah. dude. A fucking that's crazy, man. I don't know. I, yeah, I don't know if I've like, but it's interesting how like time that must like fuck with your sense of time and stuff a little bit. Like, have you ever noticed? Like, for example, have you ever been in bed with a girl and there's like sexual tension, but like for whatever reason, nothing's happening, and you're just like going to bed now. I, like it, I don't that, know. I don't know if there. You know, I, I, at least I tried, and then she said n- no, and then that was it. Right, right. But I've never been like. I wonder if we're gonna no. Well, if I'm in bed with a no. Okay. Well, I don't know. Like maybe this is something that happened much earlier on. Are you telling me that there have been times where you've been under covers with a girl, and you've been like, I wonder what she's thinking right now. No, but maybe, or but all right, fine. Maybe it's a situation like you said, where like I've been rejected, or like yeah, she's like yeah, it's yeah. not happening. Something to me about that time, and then you're in bed with that person. Like time stops existing. Like I'm in bed, I don't sleep that whole night. I'm sitting there trying to think if there's some way to get her in the mood or wanting to do it or something. And like all of a sudden it's morning and I haven't slept, but I don't know if I've actually not slept or what? not. Has that never happened to you? You, you stayed up the whole night. Like, I don't want to, but, like, I end up sort of up the whole night. It's this, like, weird time vacuum of, like, me not, you know, getting what I wanted or something. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, I, I, I understand uh, the frustration and whatever else, but usually that subsides and then I just pass out. <laughs> right. I don't know. <laughs> I'm weird here. I'm like, fuck, you ever? And you're like, what are you talking about? I, I'm now I'm just picturing you in bed, you know, not, not, not hooking up. <laughs> she goes to sleep and then you lie, you're lying there looking up and a camera comes in and you start singing like, what did I do wrong? <laughs> yes, exactly. Where did I not read the right subliminal messaging? Why is she not? In, you know, like some yeah. kind of like music video. You sit up and you're like, "I'm a tortured soul." You know, like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes, the morning so asleep. far away. Yeah. It's like a musical. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I'm. Yeah, just, that's I hilarious. just picture. <laughs> A little bit like the the very opposite of the final scene of the forty year old virgin, where after he has sex, he starts singing like, right, "This right. is the dawning of the angel Aquarius." <laughs> um, yeah, hilarious. God, what a great movie. Well, dude, the the blindfold thing. Mm. Back to that. I remember in college there were kids that like took this study. They got paid a bunch of money to be blindfolded for like five days straight. Oh gosh. And they said that it was insane and that when they took the blindfold off of you, you could see everything in the pitch dark. And maybe not like the quote pitch dark actually, but like mm. whatever light was present, you can now see in it in the darkness. That's like kind of fucked up. Well, right? I know that when you have not seen light for a long time, your pupils open and you it's called dark adapting your eyes. Right. Exactly. So you do have more ability to take in, you know, more light or whatever. Yeah, some extreme version of that. Um, but I'm wondering if, you know, when you wear a uh, a blindfold, do you close your eyes under the blindfold or do you keep right. them open and just let the blindfold obscure your vision? So that's a good question. I think that this was like a clinical study and they made it so that those two things were not different. 
But it's but it's interesting. I imagine that by op- keeping them open or by keeping them closed, it would make some kind of difference. Yeah, I wonder if they factor that. I in. think important note for those of you who are trying the blindfold sex thing: <laughs> uh, make sure that don't 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 go out and buy a blindfold. Just use like a, a shirt or a sock or sock which you can tie, but it needs to make it totally black. You want sensory deprivation from your eyeballs and. Uh, and also, the guy should be able to open his eyes, I think. Right. Yeah. I like that. They say that when you sniff a glass of wine, you should keep your mouth open. Interesting. Because the sense of smell and taste are, are somehow correlated. Obviously, your septum is goes from your nose to your mouth. But uh, I think it's a bit like that. that Having your eyes open, but not being able to see. That's, That's cool. my theory. That's cool. Yeah. Dude, okay, so <laughs> this, this, <laughs> this episode has <laughs> gone in a lot of different directions. <laughs> you, uh, I was thinking about you last week oh. because I was doing alternate side parking. Yes. Um, now, this is, I'm not going to like initially go where you think I'm going to go with this, but I think that it'll lead us into a lot of good discussion points. You did what I did? <laughs> yes. And is I that had, the first time? I had never done it before. And so great, you've discovered this because of me. No, well, it, it was a coincidence. Like I happened to have a car here and like I'm using my parents. I was doing these road gigs. I borrowed a car from my parents and then I'm just going to have the car until I go back to vote. Got um, it. So um, I'm sitting there and I the, the thing had just happened with the Jeffrey Tubin guy. Oh, yeah. He was jerking off on Zoom. Mm-hmm. And my girlfriend had asked me, she's like, what is it about men that they just like can't control themselves? Like he didn't know the camera was on. I know he has kind of like a dubious past with like sexual shit, but like he just had to jerk it off. And I was like, what the fuck's wrong with that guy? But then as I'm sitting in the car during the alternate side parking and I've been sitting there an hour and I have 30 minutes to go, I suddenly had the urge to start beating off. Okay. I didn't. So. But I was so close. That's what separates the animals from the people. (laughs) Being able to not do it. Yeah. The, 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 <laughs> there's nothing wrong with having the urge to jerk off. Nothing wrong with that. It's wrong when you say, "I okay. That's it. <laughs> I'm going for it. Here I in my fucking it. car on the street. <laughs> like, clearly not okay, right? Because, dude, our fucking little French bulldog just sits down in the middle of a dinner party when we have people over and starts jerking his dick. And you're like, well, that's because he's an animal. Ha ha. Isn't it funny that he can't help himself? He has to do that. Isn't it funny? Yeah. Right. We all laugh. We're like, oh, no. What a what a horny little dog. Right. But if you're in a car as a human and it's the middle of the day and you're out in public or something or on a Zoom and you just take your dick out and you start jerking it like to me, it's even worse than what Louis did because Louis asked permission or at least gave some kind of precursor i'm not justifying him at all not saying anything on that i'm just saying like if you just willy-nilly pull your dick out because you don't have a choice and you can't tell yourself society doesn't want me to do this and you just act in your own interest to that level you're an animal you're a fucking french bulldog at a dinner party (laughs) you're an animal it's very true dude you're an animal so, okay, I'm glad I passed the test. The Francis Animal Litmus Test. Yeah. Did, did you jerk it or not? Yeah. I did not. Ding, ding, ding. Good, good. Julio's a good boy. Have you ever felt the urge to do it while you were driving? Like, yeah. 
I didn't. Good. Right. <laughs> yeah. Again, another animal situation. I have a friend who, you know, dude, this kid Sundays when he was hung over, like driving back from the beach or whatever was just, he would tell me, he was like, I, I was so horny that I jerked off while I was driving. And I was like, why? <laughs> Can you get pulled over for you, that? You know, yeah, or, <laughs> Is that a crime? Or like pull over like to a gas station bathroom if you really want to be that much of a depraved oh lunatic. Can't wait 20 minutes. Yeah, and, and I'm like, what do you just, you just finish on yourself and then drive the rest of the way with your shirt turning to crust? Uh. You know, what a fucking animal. Um, but I do understand <laughs> the, the hangover... <laughs> Man, you you just your all your chemicals get just cross doubled and it you know sometimes you don't have a choice. <laughs> so, dude, the the parking thing. Yeah, I mean, I never anticipated how much of a fucking annoyance it was going to be. Yeah, like I I've had cars before in the city and like you know park them whatever, but like having it for just a couple weeks and like getting back at night and being like fuck, I hope I get a spot on the right side of the road and having that be extremely unlikely. Mm-hmm sucks driving yep. around sucks you've kind of talked about this a bit and then having to sit in the fucking car if it doesn't work out it just adds this layer of stress to the day that it's just not worth it at all okay but i want everybody listening to tune into my instagram on thursday and i don't normally throw out such a selfish pitch so today correct if you're listening to this thursday morning yeah check out francis's in instagram Check it out because I will be documenting the what has become the sacred ritual of alternate side parking Thursdays. <laughs> and it has become my life-saving favorite moment of the week. You like it? Dude, I love it. Well, we, first of all, before I, you, uh, you go on about this, um, isn't it Monday and Thursday? So they only are doing one day a week now. Really? Yeah. I think How in, do you in know which day? to the pandemic. How realize, do you know which day, though? Uh, you can look it up. I think it's like, you know, city parking websites or whatever. Wow. But it's Big it's fact. usually, I think it's, I think across the board, it's the second day listed on the sign. Wow. That's my understanding. Fantastic. So from 9 to 10.30 a.m. on Thursday, my car is parked on the street and the street sweeper will come and sweep through that line of cars. And all you have to do is get into your car and pull the car out into the street so that the street sweeper can come through and then you just back right into your spot. And I'm not kidding you, every single person who has a car on the street does this. It's crazy. I've You'll seen see it on nuts. Thursdays from 9 to 10.30, you will see if you look closely now that all those cars are occupied. I noticed that too when I was doing it. And the, the street, you don't know exactly when the street sweeper is going to come which is why you have to be in your car for the entire hour and a half because if you're not, they come around and ticket like vultures. Yeah, whoever doesn't move. Dude, they are driving. They are patrolling. They are vigilant. And you, if you're not there, if you're there at 9.05, there's a ticket on your car. Yeah. Dude, all, all the other thing I wasn't anticipating with that, like I, did, I, did, I obviously the mass exodus, I like didn't see it coming of the people moving over or whatever, but... It's it's there's something valuable about seeing the street sweeper early so you can get the proper position in the middle of the street. Because yes. if you don't, like you can get caught in the shuffle. And like I ended up having some ladies screaming at me and I had to like circle the block. 
and ended up finding a better spot, but it was <sighs> terrible. So it, it is very, very stressful, but yeah. each time you do it, it becomes less stressful. And you get like these people were fucking pros. These like older guys, you can tell, have been doing this thirty years. I was I'm, like, I'm a what pro the now. fuck? You're a pro now. I got out of my car and actually had to direct people uh, who, who didn't know. <laughs> beep, I was like, come beep, on now, come yeah, on, because come on, come on, come on. They, they, nobody was moving. People were stuck. They were confused. People were panicking. So <laughs> someone needed to step up to the plate and take control of the situation, and that's what I did. And Dude. we all kept moving as a result. Very exciting. I'm glad. I'm excited to continue to uh, watch you tune in to Alternate Side Parking Thursdays this tomorrow. This today. Francis, <laughs> Francis's Instagram. Uh, you'll enjoy it. Trust me, it's a it's a quite a phenomenon. It's a good time. Yeah, Dude, and with show. that, why don't we wrap up today's uh, enlightening and uh, irreverent episode of uh, Oops the Podcast? Oops, I'm Francis Dallas. He is Julio Gallarotti. Uh Give us a follow on our YouTube channel. Uh, rate and review our podcast, please. It helps us so much in terms of the iTunes charts and all that nonsense. Um, what else? Oh. Uh, thank you all, everybody who came out to see me last weekend in Connecticut. I know I didn't post a ton about it. Hopefully, I'll be having a, a bunch more gigs coming up yeah. at some point when we figure out how comedy in the winter is going to happen here. Fun. Uh, but thank you. Yeah, speaking of Connecticut, actually, I'm going to be in Trumbull, Connecticut on November 13th for a show. I'll post about that soon. Awesome. You can find tickets for that on my website, FrancisEllis.com. Uh, Coney Island, November 6th, which is Friday. And Indianapolis, November 19th to the 21st. Dope. Awesome. Awesome, you guys. Thanks for listening. We're Oops the Podcast. We will see you soon.